Hello, and thank you for joining us on another episode of Why Theory. As always, I am your host, Ryan Engley, joined, as always, by co-host Todd McGowan. Todd, how you doing, buddy? Ryan, I'm great. How are you? I am well. All right. Let's get into this. This has been long time coming. This is Seminar 3. Uh, we are, of course, going uh, sequentially uh, through the series of seminars. If we that, keep at this uh, pace, I think I'll be 120 when we finish Seminar 27, right? I think that's probably true. Well, I mean, you know how, because we joke about this, uh, yeah. about, um, you know, your... My replacement you'll, finishing. Well, so, yeah. yeah, your replacement. So I want to, I don't know if you figured this out yet. It's not your replacement I'm worried about because I'm replacing you. I oh, have okay. to replace me. You oh, see how that's okay. going to have to work? Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's like, I mean, how am I going to figure that one out? Right. That just seems... Right. It's, 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 you'll you'll so jump into the producer's chair and then you got to find another, yeah. I know. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, and, and how old are they right now? Ten. So I should be like one of these uh, these scouts for like a soccer team going into like the different countries. <laughs> like, like, right. Like, I know. Dep- like uh, like or you could you could get someone that's a cricket player to play base. You know, like John Hamm. <laughs> yeah. <and> right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Or like a your rugby player to play on the line in the NFL. Right. right? So I. I right. So yeah, some deep scouting. Who's who's yeah, so a, get a Deleuzian who you'll bring right. over. And, and get them to right. Work. They have yeah. a skill set that will be incorporated, and then we'll bring. Yeah, that's how yeah. it sounds. Oh, great! I'll I'll yeah. try to get my scouting network out on yeah. that one. Uh, so today, of course, uh, we are uh, we're talking about seminar three and a couple of uh, I don't think caveats. Well, maybe caveats is the right word. Yeah. Uh, the way we're going to do this, this is not a study guide or a summary. What we are doing is a uh, a reading, uh, an interpretation of the uh, the seminar. And then I have a little bit of a, a, a rider to attach to that in a second, um, which means that our uh, our aim here is to be uh, representative of the seminar and not comprehensive. So we may not talk about your favorite uh, part. Well, I mean, we're, yeah, your favorite part, your favorite part. We yeah. might not talk about in that. Uh, it's one of those things where um, it reminds me a little bit of uh, like. So when I was when I did exams in uh, in grad school, I remember this, that like um so the way that exams work for anyone who who doesn't know is that like, uh, depending on what level you're at, uh, like at, 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 uh, for my master's, I think I had a, how, how long would the, would the exam, do you have like 24 hours? I think you had, or 12? no, the, you did only like an hour per question. I think it was not very long at all. Oh, it was even short. Oh my God. I made yeah. that so much longer in my mind. So it was like three and a half hours, I guess. Yeah. An right. hour per question. Right. And then in, um, my PhD, it was a week, uh, you had for, like you had to write like 20, I don't know, like 20 page essay on like three questions. You had like a right. week to do that whole right. thing. And I remember um, uh, th- there was like at, at each level, and this isn't to call out anybody like in particular, you, you didn't do this, but I remember some questions about this, like, Oh, su- surprised you didn't get into blank. And it's like, really? I had three hours to do it. Right. Or I, had, I was like, right. you know why that's not there? I had a week to do it. Like right. that's that's why. So anyway, right. uh, we're, we're trying to try, try to do this in our normal our normal time, and so we're distilling it to some important features. One of those, and here's the writer. One of those important features is so important we have to do another episode on it. So right. the uh, quilting point, which is we will mention huge. it, talk a little bit about it, but basically we're gonna push that till later. Yeah, it seemed to be the best way to get into the uh, most of the third seminar uh, as we could, um, and then we uh, we defer the quilting point, which uh, is I don't know. It's not a, it's not ha ha funny. I don't think as a joke, but that's a little funny. Yeah, to defer the yeah. quilting point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty good. 
Yeah. That's pretty good. All right, okay. Yeah. So this is the third seminar. This is 1955-1956, and I'm going to start by asking you a question. This is I can't remember if we started the first two uh, this way, but if we didn't, um, I'm going to uh, recapitulate the, the question. So my question that I'm going to give to you in a second uh, to answer is, uh, what's the problem that he's trying to solve? In the first two, the problem he's trying to solve is the uh, movement of psychoanalysis toward ego psychology, which he thinks is a grave error. Uh, and that psychoanalysis should not move into the area of like perfecting the ego, that this is a, this is a trap. It's a, it's a bad step. And you miss, uh, the true radicality of Freud's, uh, work if this is what you think the next step is. So the, the first two seminars are, uh, it's basically like part one and part two of, of ego psychology. And this one comes right after it. And, and the, these three are pretty easy to group together, not just because they were published uh, together, uh, not at the same time, but like these uh, were among the first seminars officially translated in English and available in English. Um, but, but also it's true in make, French too. Is it's it true, true in French, French too? As well? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this is, it makes a nice trilogy. So this is, yeah. uh, so this, uh, it, over the course of the first two, he keeps coming to this question of um, reality and the question of reality is something that eventually he's going to have to solve a little bit with recourse to um, psychosis. So we're, of course, going to talk about that in this episode. But Todd, what is the problem that he's trying to solve here? Yeah, so it's really – so Freud is starts psychoanalysis with the analysis of neurotics. And mm-hmm. he's basically silent other than the book on – Daniel Paul Schraber, which is a book about Schraber's book, so Freud never analyzed him. Uh, <laughs> right. Other than the book on Schraber, there's really nothing in Freud about psychosis except for these little essays, neurosis and psychosis, and and the difference between mm-hmm. them. So there's that. So so and Lacan himself begins. So he's a psychiatrist before he's a psychoanalyst. So he's he's thinking about. Uh, psychosis as a problem before he's thinking about neurosis as a problem. So mm-hmm. I think what he's trying to, so his, 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 his thesis, which helped him become a doctor mm-hmm. was on psychosis, this MA, mm-hmm. this, this, uh, famous psychotic case in France. So that's the, that's the background. And then I think this book mm-hmm. is an, or the seminar is an attempt to bring together psychoanalysis and psychosis. And Freud basically says psychoanalysis can't really treat psychosis because there, you need this development of the transference. And if you're a psychotic, you can't really develop the transference. Now, Lacan more or less agrees with that, but he thinks we still can, we get, he thinks we get psychotics into treatment all the time and we, there's something we can do. And he also is interested theoretically in how to approach psychosis. So that's what that's what this seminar. I think that's the origin of this seminar. How can there be a psychoanalytic theory of psychosis, and how would that be developed beyond what Freud develops? Right. That makes uh, that is a nice recap. I think that's uh, absolutely uh, absolutely correct. And he does. I will put this uh, this little this little thing in here. He has a, this, this is, it's a bit of a minor thread throughout, but it is something that I think supports what you just said. Uh, the wider mission of the seminar is that at, at different points, he is drawn to make 
a distinction between what psychology does and what psychoanalysis does. And one of the things that uh, he is pretty clear on throughout is that he's not, not to say that he's not interested, but he's not concerned with how psychosis happens. Like, like how does, how does the psychotic happen at all? Surprisingly, right? Surprisingly, like, like it's, no, he is concerned with how it, what triggers the turn into the psychotic episode, but he's not, you're right. He's not concerned with what's the somatic or structural or cultural origin of psychosis. He never addresses that. Never. And he is at least, um, at least three times. He, uh, he's, he says he's designating where psychosis appears. Like, like where, where is the site in, in the, uh, in, in the psyche, uh, like after it has happened like this, we can find it here. And the, this will, of course, uh, will eventually, uh, we'll get to that in the, um, I think a little bit in the, in the quilting point, um, but, uh, episode that we're going to do, but he, he does, he does locate this like misfire, this, this impossibility of making signifier and signified, uh, happen. Like there's this absolute split between them. Well, right. Making the connection between them. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So like that's, so he, he wants to show that's, that's, that's kind of his, his interest is like for him, I, I think this is the kind of the implicit argument. Psychology would be concerned with, uh, well, how does the psychotic arise and and where maybe even specifically like where in the brain do we find right. psychosis, you know? Right. And for him, psychoanalysis, not, that's not a concern. It's right. we're going to accept the reality of the psychotic. And then, so the point is what happens after that fact? What is like psychoanalysis has an opportunity here to uh, intervene after the the psychotic appears and is not concerned with making it like I, I don't know like uh, like 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 psychology would uh, and, and maybe this is also part of the the his ego psychology thing which which is almost like a um, like a preventative uh, method like a medical method is like trying to prevent these things from happening. And he's just like the, the he wants to put psychoanalysis on the side of like, these things are going to happen. And I, I think one of his takes, and this can get us into the wider conversation is that psychosis is part of modern subjectivity. Right. And so it's, it's going to happen. And so then how do, how do we treat it after it happens? Although he does say, doesn't he, that this ego or dual two he calls it two body psychology at times. Right. Right. Yeah, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. like that, that way of treating patients, if they're if they're predisposed to being psychotic, it's going to put them over yeah. the edge, right? So, yeah, so he does. That's true. Yeah, you're right. He's not concerned with the origin of it, but he is concerned with not making psychoanalysis guilty of pushing people into psychotic episodes because he it's he's tr- yeah yeah. I mean, he's he's very wary of that happening, and I think part of his, I mean, you could even say I think a lot of the the energy behind his project is look at what that form of psychoanalysis is doing wrong and how it's actually producing psychosis and let's stop that from happening. So I think that is, mm. there is some, that is the one point where he does talk about how it, but again, he's not concerned with how that original psychotic structure forms. He's concerned about how do you avoid pushing someone into a psychotic episode. Yeah, I I think that's that's right. I mean, this is also something that like you know Malaire will will pick up as a thread, like like triggered psychosis. I right. mean, and Lacan does use this word that like like I think 
uh, I don't know if he's, if he uses the phrase like triggering uh, the delusion, like exactly, but that's kind of his. Well, I think he does say that. Yeah. 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 He does say yeah, that. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have that. I didn't have that exactly on my notes, so I was yeah. I was hedging. But I, I'll no, no, he does say that, that right? Yeah. yeah, like yeah. the old. In fact, that's the main time he uses the word. So the word delusion, it's uh, delire in French, and and so the mm-hmm. the the main time he uses it is about when it it get it gets triggered, like mm-hmm. there's already the psychotic structure, then it gets triggered, right? And and I think mm-hmm. you're right. Like the fact that modernity has this predisposition to psychosis means that you're patients are going to, that's going to be an ever-present possibility, I think. So that's really, mm-hmm. I think that's one reason why it's a, there's there's something, I think, a little bit more imperative about this seminar than the first two for that yeah. reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say, yeah, and um, urgent. Urgent, right. I, w- right. I, would, I, right. I would say, and, and, right. and that's, that's something that I think, um, um, oh, one of the things, just to put this out while we're still early, um, one of the things this is not uh, uh, in addition to not being a um, a summary or, or a study guide uh, is not a, necessarily an evaluation. But um, we, I mean, I think we both think this is great and like the high point yeah. of the early the high point uh, of the seminars. Early. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, agreed. It's uh, a yeah. um, there's some beautiful, 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 beautiful phrases. So I just wanted to to, to yeah. I mean, to, you to could put, say put it's like flag. a great existentialist document. <laughs> I think yeah, there's right? some like, really great lines to that. Really effect. great, absolutely. Stuff. Yeah. Uh, the, so just to, to t- go back to this, uh, this previous thing about, um, uh, triggering, uh, in, in the seminar, I think I've got something on page 44, uh, rea- and this will be important for, um, the com- conversation about reality and eventually the three orders. Uh, reality is not synonymous with external reality when he triggers, uh, sorry for, for the, he being difficult, uh, when he triggers his neurosis. Oh, I guess that means the subject. When he triggers his neurosis, the subject elides, scotomizes, as it has since been said, a part of his psychical reality, or in other language, part of his id. This part is forgotten, but continues to make itself heard. How? In a manner that all my teaching emphasizes in a symbolic manner. So there's a lot here, I think, to uh, to, to, to parse, but there is uh, the the triggering of the subject yeah. um, moves them away from uh symbolic reality and in uh and makes the subject not to have an uneasy uh relationship to the uh the symbolic order which is the the one that you you enter into uh just just leaving your house or or not no not even leaving your house just being in your, just to have conversation you're right. you're in the symbolic order so the the uh the most um evident and uh accessible of social uh interactions are are become suspicious and kind of uh impossible and and it's uh like i I think that would be this this movement for for lacan here would you say this is true that like the movement for that lacan is identifying here is like from from neurosis from the neurotic to the psychotic is uh in a kind of a basic understanding like the 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 neurotic has an inability perhaps to deal uh and in the individual level whereas the psychotic has the social inability is that like a decent yeah that's interesting yeah this? that's a, i think that's a really interesting way to think about that i mean i think that he 
you know, the, the I, I mean, it's interesting to think about that, but in this distinction between foreclosure and repression, right? Like that's the, mm-hmm. like is because for like repression is always going to be individual. I mean, of course there's a, you know, there a lot of 20th century Marxist Freudians made a lot of hay about that repression could be societal. Right. But mm-hmm. it tends to be like Herbert Marcuse, for instance, but I think, Repression tends that it, it can be very individualized, like you're saying, right? Like a, mm-hmm. there could be a certain thing that I I have to repress that idea because it reminds me of some I don't know incestuous thing that bothers me psychically, mm-hmm. and you it's some other thing that you know gets too close to some traumatic kernel for you, and so it's you repress mm-hmm. that. So I think you're right. You're right that, but. What the psychotic, the psychotic doesn't repress the psychotic, and this is, I think, look, it's not his invention because he's citing Freud's term verwerfung, which mm-hmm. Lacan translates into French as for, for the word is just the same in French, foreclosure. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and, and that involves, for Lacan, the master signifier, right? So mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. it's really important that I mean, he says that he doesn't, I don't know that he says master signifier yet here. He says paternal signifier or name mm-hmm. of the father, right? Yeah. So there's a, so that's clearly a societal symbolic point of the symbolic father that gets, that gets rejected. And, and, and that's why it's interesting in the case of Schreber, right? That he, it's, it's with, it, it's with Flexig that he, when he gets put into these, when he gets confronted with, himself being a symbolic father or we're confronted mm-hmm. with a figure of symbolic mastery, that's what triggers mm-hmm. the psychotic episode, right? So, so it's the, I think you're right to say that there it's that psychosis in, is in some way for Lacan a much more of a social event, whereas necro- mm-hmm. neurosis is always individual. You know, it reminds me of the opening line of Anna Karenina where Tolstoy says, every good family <laughs> yes. is alike, but every, every, yeah. every bad family is, is, is totally particular. And I think, yeah, yeah. you know, like every, every psychotic is alike, every mm-hmm. neurotic is, is completely particular. I think that, I think that that's kind of what you're saying, right? Yeah, I, th- I no, that's great. I would love to, uh, I, I am uh, flattered to have uh, uh, Tolstoy's help uh, in supporting the, uh, the claim that I'm, that I'm uh, making and trying to clarify some of, uh, Lacan's marks here. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Every, every happy family is alike. Every unhappy family is unhappy in their own way. Like that, yeah. that's the, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. that's, I think, yeah. you know, yeah, I, I like that, that, uh, that sort of way of, of working through the, um, the psychotic, uh, relationship to the, to the neurotic. And it is the, it is the social and it is the symbolic. I mean, this is p- part of what is why we, we have to talk a little bit about quilting point, but quilting point is like, there's just so much more to say about it. So it will justify right. its own uh, thing. But like it's, it is just to, to put it here, the, um, the inability of the, of the subject to make, uh, to make a, a, a connection to, to, to see. So basically I think it's okay to say this, the psychotic and I'll, and I'll, again, I've mentioned this like couple, uh, I don't know, last podcast or one before, uh, of my own <laughs> going through psychosis after psychosis, right? Brain injury. Right. Yeah. So, um, so I will talk a little bit about that in this uh, in this podcast. But the the feature that um, Lacan is looking at most uh, closely is just this, like this this inability to take this symbolic 
seriously. I, th- I think I'm, I might phrase it that way. He doesn't phrase it that way, but that, that's going to be my phrasing, which is like the psychotic uh, sees the the fraudulent nature of symbolic exchanges and it's just and can't do them. And it and, and it is is like just really like stays scandalized by it. Right, stay skin. I I almost think though, Ryan, that it's the other. Like, remember what he says when he's late in the seminar when he says that the this you have this or the psychotic has this advantage relative to you that he takes things seriously in a way that you don't. So I think it's yeah, that. Yeah, okay, I, I, I see. That's a, that's you see what I'm saying? I, like, I I, I I take that revision. Yeah, yeah. No, I like that because I think that yeah. what you're saying is when you said scandalized, I think that's right. Right, like that the psychotic mm-hmm. doesn't just. Like there are little remarks that happen, and the psychotic's like, "Oh, see, that points to some larger scam that's going on, some larger scandal." Whereas the neurot, normal neurotic, is just like, "Oh, people just say that kind of crap. It doesn't mean anything, right?" Like I think yeah. that that's. Mm-hmm. It seems to me like that's what one of the things Lacan is saying. The difference is, and it's because the of this skewed relationship. And we all have a skewed relationship to the signifier, but the psychotic's relationship is skewed in this particular way. And mm-hmm. they, and you're right; like they don't have the same the same relationship to the. I mean, that's his big claim here, right? That they don't have the same relationship to the big other or the symbolic mm-hmm. structure, and that's the problem, right? Like, well, there is the, no like. It's kind of interesting because because <laughs> you have to you have to be really uh, fine finely. Uh, threading the the idea here because for the i think it's fair to say for the psychotic there is no big other i know um i know and in that you sort of you run into this thing where it's like well wait a minute isn't, isn't that what cons yeah con says wait a minute isn't, isn't that what how you like uh, like the radical position the big other doesn't exist you know so right right it's so it's it's tricky but i think where you where you find the where you find the thread, like where you, where you push that through is that, I mean, I, I do like, I think it's, what is it? Rick Boothby, the big other doesn't know. Doesn't know. I was book? just going to say that. Yeah. Rick, that's why Rick rejects that line. The big other doesn't exist, but I think what, because Slavoj is the one that says it all the time. Although the Lacan himself mm-hmm. says it too. But I think what Slavoj would say is that first, the big other doesn't first, you have to believe the big other exists in order to then, mm-hmm come to the point where you recognize the big other doesn't exist, right? Like it's a, there's a temporality to it. And Mm -hmm. if you don't like the psychotic comes too soon to the idea that the big other doesn't exist, I think. You know, that's it. And to make it faithful to the language of the seminar and to talk about like the, the, like the, the father, like the name of the father, the the position of the father. And you are, I just did a, uh, I just did a quick control F. I, I feel pretty confident that he does not at this point say, master signifier but he does talk a lot about the master and mastery yeah so no i know that I, I know that he doesn't right right yeah that comes yeah later. so it's so, yeah, yeah. yeah later and uh, but so we could maybe say it this way is that like the psychotic cannot accept the father's uh fraudulence but like right. the, like but knows like it's knowing the father is a fraud but can't accept that as uh after after making that um uh, uh recognition so right. It's, it's no, like, it's a great. That's really perfectly put. And I don't think he says that in exact those exact words in this seminar. But I think you cut to the, exactly the main idea that the psychotic mm-hmm. cannot accept the fraudulence of the father. Full stop. Mm-hmm. Like that's the Full stop. that's the that's the basic claim that he's making. And I think that 
and and that's verwerfung. That's foreclosure, right? Like that inability to accept that there's this one fraudulent signifier that orients all the others and that you have to accept it despite its fraudulence, right? And then you come to the point where you get to under, you see the way in which you, you understand its fraudulence and then aren't, you know, beholden to it, right? Like, I think that yeah. that, like that, that's, and that, it's interesting because I think in this seminar more than any other, he's like, don't understand like you shouldn't understand what I've said because if you understand, mm. then you don't. Re- yeah. You're going to not understand, right? So there's, yeah, yeah, he, yeah, that's the way he's talking in the same way about this temporality, right? Like, in order to really understand, first you have to have this moment of not understanding, and then yeah. you come. That allows you to come to the moment of understanding. Just like first you have to believe in this fraudulent figure, and mm-hmm. then you get to this moment where you say, "Oh, wait." The, fa- the father's a fraud. And I think that because if you don't have that initial belief, I think belief is the is an important word, because I think in a way this is an anti-cynicism seminar too, yeah. uh, that, that if you don't have that initial belief, then you're going to be, then, he, you know, later he would say, les non du pair, right? Like if you don't right. have that initial being duped, then you're mm-hmm. never going to come to the point where you can recognize how the duping is itself a structure, right? It's not like a bunch of individual acts of, of duplicity. And I think that the problem mm-hmm. with the psychotic is that they don't see the way in which the structure of the fiction is the thing that enables all any meaning at all, right? And I think that if yeah. you don't, like, if you reject that from the get-go, then you're, you've, you've excluded yourself from any kind of, you know, meaningful discussion, any kind of action, any kind of act, I think. I think that's mm-hmm. part of yeah. what he's saying, yeah. I think so, too. I think I've got two things on this that, that okay. are important, and I'm going to do them in the order in which it appeared in uh, in your commentary. So one thing that's very important, I think, in psychoanalysis generally, that I don't, that look, I'm not sure that that it's, it's, well, yeah, no, you know what? I'll I'll, I'll say it's it's intentional on uh, on Lacan's part here because he is trying to separate the psychoanalytic method as he understands it, and is he trying to to get other people to understand it um, in relation to ego psychology and also psychology in general? So, like, he's trying to differentiate what psychoanalysis does, and one of the things I think is very important, and especially is important, I would say for twenty twenty two, is it takes. Uh, uh, like it, it, it takes dialectically that which people dismiss in a common common sense way. So one thing that he's very, very much trying not to do in the same manner that like, uh, you know, I remember uh, Joan Kopchak telling this, the, the telling the beginning, the story of, of psychoanalysis and, and like Freud at Charcot and just telling other doctors, you know, all these women don't have the same symptom. Right. And, and they're just like baffled, like they're all hysterics. He's like, it's not all the same though. Like, do you, do you see that? And like this, this idea that like you, you know, you're not, we're not looking for a, a taxonomy. We're not looking to create the diagnostic uh, manual uh, as we, as we have it today. We're, we're trying to like see in the same way that Hegel sees uh, something relevant for his own m- method and, and procedure toward truth slash spirit it's something seeing seeing something in phrenology that helps right. you get at something 
bigger, like, it's not like this is how you identify a psychotic and then to dismiss them and to, to push them aside. It's, I think this is where it is. It's, it's a, it's an interesting dialectical point that like the psychotic sees that there is no big other, but also seeing that there is no big other is the most important thing to see, but it's like, how do you get there is the thing. So it's the psychotic has this, like this kernel, uh, this, 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 I don't know. I don't know if you would say piece of knowledge. I'm not really, I'm not sure if that's the thing. This, this, uh, apprehension the sense that for Lacan will become crucial for understanding uh like contemporary life but it's like it's how do you get there and what do you do with it when you get there and how quickly do you get there and how quickly do you get there and to and thank you very much for saying that to support your point page 20 begin by thinking you don't understand start from the idea of a fundamental misunderstanding this is an initial attitude failing which there is really no reason why you should not understand anything and everything so just like that's like sort of your your point something just to to put something out there is that like you i i think that what lacan is is trying to to show is that like and this is part of the reason why we have to do a separate episode on the on the quilting point is, is i think that there's a lot of um there's a lot of psychosis that graphs onto the just contemporary experience of like the everything's a conspiracy theory yeah uh of of today like you know, uh, was 17 kids are killed in Texas two adults. And then it's like, well, wait a minute. The police were there, but they didn't go in. Something's right. not right here. And it's like, you're right. Something's not right here. The it's the whole, it's the whole system. There is no, the, the, the good guy with the gun doesn't stop. Like the, the guns are the problem. But the conspiracy thing is like, uh, oh no, this had to be, this had to be made up. They're paid actors, right? The whole thing that they did with Sandy Hook. The only things that were different for the, I saw after the, just after the, the, just after the tragedy, everybody knows about this. I don't have to name what, where it was or even, and actually, you know, for future, it might even be, and then this is the state of the United States. Uh, it might even be better for me in this podcast, not to specify which school. This episode that, that your claim won't even be dated. It could it be, be you could push this in any yeah, anytime, right? In anything, yeah. And we're right. gonna get to, to some of what substantiates that, I think, in the in the quilting point episode. But the the New York Times had this like debunking three um uh conspiracy theories, and I was like, oh, what are they? And I just clicked on the thing and it was like the first one is that it didn't happen. I'm like, okay. <laughs> the second one is that um the shooter was a trans woman. Uh, and the third was that the shooter was a uh, un- undocumented uh, okay. person, and I am just sort of like the like they're actually these things, and I think that this is part of what part of what's I think important, and, and where again where I think psychoanalysis is important, where the seminar is important, is like those three consp- conspiracies. Like you, they didn't. There needed to be no. The event didn't need to happen. Those ideas right. that bad things, uh, bad things that happen that especially make uh, conservative talking points and ways of living look bad didn't really happen. That's that's already an idea. That's what, that's what conservatives think all the time. Anything that people complain about uh, that could be t- uh, tied to a conservative is not real, did not occur. Uh, and then what are the other two things? Who are the, the, the two figures that are actually the, the culprits, the villains making contemporary life terrible? Oh, it's trans women and it's, uh, it's, it's immigrants. And und- so like, it's, it didn't like, of, of course those would be the conspiracy theories. Cause those are, that's, that's already the conspiracy of, right, of, right. of modern, right. 
of modern life. But it's like the the thing is that uh, I, Lacan, I'm going to have to look at my book. Lacan has this nice line uh, very, very early. I, I'm uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to find it exactly. Um, but what he, he, he says something about how um, modern subjectivity is uh, one of the most important things about modern subjectivity is I, I can't find it quickly. So I'll just summarize is to um, see to, to not take the surface as the answer. Like right. there has to be something right. else. And right. it's, it's really nice because he, he says that's modern subjectivity. He doesn't say that's as it will come to be called a hermeneutics of suspicion. What he's saying is that a hermeneutics of suspicion is the, like that's the step into modern subjectivity and like not taking the surface as the surface is like, is a very, very important uh, thing in just to be, to be a critical thinker where the psychotic or the, conspiracy theorist in in uh you know in 2022 like just takes well nothing on the surface can ever be true and it's kind can of more like true. right it's kind of, and 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 the trick is um knowing like the of the, like knowing that the surface contains depth and and the the trick is knowing like that it, it isn't it isn't all like like if the thing is to if, if to accept truth means to accept uncomfortability, that is that means there's something there. Like because the whole conspiracy thing is to I think to reject a kind of confrontation with the self, with uh with any belief that you may have, and and is to completely reject the outside, like the outside is trying to cave in on you and almost illegally take you away from the things that you believe and it's like again i'm trying i'm trying really hard to uh follow lacan and hegel's thing here is that like you can see a kernel of that is an important way of looking at truth but then it's that's it it's just a tiny tiny kernel and it's it's it makes this it makes especially in our contemporary life i think it is it what, what makes uh handling these kinds of uh, situations where it's like the, there was no election fraud. It didn't happen. Although there is election fraud, it's in Michigan and it's Republicans who did it <laughs> like that, that like this week. So like, like that is a thing that happens and it takes a lot to know like where the thing is, uh, is occurring. And, and um, anyway, I don't know. Uh, perhaps I've jumped too far to our next episode and in, into this one, but like, I think, no, the, I think, the, I, the, yeah, we're <laughs> no, I was just going to say, I think your point about modernity is really, I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing yeah. really how much he emphasizes that in this seminar mm-hmm. that there's a, that, and he even, he, he, he starts it with Descartes, right? He says like, even with Descartes, mm-hmm. you get this universal suspicion of this mm-hmm. geotrompeur, like this 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 god that is deceitful, right? And that and that we have to first. There's the suspicion about God being deceitful, and then you have to accept that God doesn't lie, right? So mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. there's this interesting twist that first you have universal suspicion, then you have God doesn't lie, and then he's like even Einstein, you know, God doesn't play dice with the universe. So it's interesting that. This is, I, th- I wonder if this is a part you're thinking about where he says a certain mental breathing space seems indispensable to modern man, one in which mm. indep- the ind- his independence not only of any master but also of any god is affirmed, a space for his irreducible autonomy as individual, as individual existence. Here there is indeed something that merits a point-by-point comparison 
and this is the key thing, with a delusional discourse, right? Like yeah, there's nice. this... thank you, yeah. It's a, but what he's talking about is a liberal conception of subjectivity, right? Like this mm-hmm. independence of any master or any god. Like obviously mm-hmm. we should be independent of any master, but when he says any god, what he means is any figure occupying that position of the symbolic master, right? And I think mm-hmm. that the, the, like the, the whole seminar really is about how the refusal of that one signifier, that meaningless signifier that is a fraud, mm-hmm. the refusal mm-hmm. of that signifier ends up totally distorting one's relationship to the symbolic structure, right? Like you, and mm-hmm. I think this is a, yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, 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 please continue. Okay, because no, I was going to say... Like, your, your help, like, that. that's... Uh, I, 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 I needed... What you're saying right now, I, I, I needed a couple minutes ago, so this is help, this helpful for me. Because I... Connections. Yeah, thank you, yeah. Good, because I think what he's saying is, once you... And this is a... I think this is a fascinating point. Once you don't have that signifier, you have... You've excluded... You're suspicious of it, right? Like, you've, you've, mm-hmm. you, you've undermined it. Then the result of that is you have an imaginary relationship to every to the symbolic structure and he has this great I- idea where he says that for the psychotic an imaginary relation like the imaginary conflictual relation overtakes the symbolic bond mm-hmm. and i think that's mm-hmm. I, i'd almost that's almost an exact quote like i think that that idea that you miss out on the one signifier you you foreclose the one signifier and then all of a sudden you're stuck in this imaginary relation with you don't have like you don't you, you don't exist on a on a symbolic terrain you don't have a sense of a symbolic bond and i think it's interesting because i think more and more that's true today like that mm-hmm. when people mm-hmm. say you know like paul krugman just wrote a column you pointed this out to me in the new york mm-hmm. times a couple of days ago you know the the death of civility and he he yeah. he blames it on republicans but it's a mm-hmm. I would want to say that's the fault of liberalism, but he, he of course, mm-hmm. wouldn't want to say no, that because he's that. he's a good economic liberal. Um, the Heart of a Liberal? Is that, that's, is that a serious title of one of his books? I feel like it I might be. That. Wow, that's great. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> more people should be ashamed of the word liberal. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but they're not. Yeah. So, they're not, um, yeah. Uh, but I think, like, the... the 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 idea that you know we're losing civility i think mm-hmm. what what's happening is we're losing that sense of a symbolic bond and yeah. i th- and, and 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 everyone takes up this imaginary relationship to the symbolic structure i mean i think that i think there is a sense in which that is that like lacan's depiction of modern subjectivity as moving in that direction i think that's i think that's right i think he's he kind of hits that yeah it, it's um it's it's very intriguing that like you can have um you can have a so if you have a neurotic society you can have a society but if you have a psychotic society you can't have a society right i think might be a way might be a way of putting right. it and the the krugman piece is interesting I, I, maybe i'll try to send this to you so you can put it in the in the in the notes uh there are just a couple paragraphs where in that essay where he says that the uh the problem is that, like, with uh, in in twenty twenty two, conservatives not wanting to mask or get vaccinated, or, or they don't want any changes to the gun laws in this country, is a fundamental. It's an attack on the idea of having a, a duty to uh, 
to to civics to, to uh, right. having a civic duty having yeah. a having having any kind of uh, uh, debt or responsibility to the social and then because I would argue because psychoanalysis is not a mainstream seen as a, a mainstream or viable way of thinking unless George W. Bush uh, condemns the brutal and unjustified invasion of Iraq. I mean, uh, Ukraine, unless he says that. And then he goes, ago. Iraq too. Did you, <laughs> did you know that? Like there was this moment of like incredible, it shows the power of the slip, right? Like he he, yeah. he had to avow his own, the truth of his own unconscious. I, 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 a, I just, it was amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. I mean, that again, when someone, a, a figure does that, suddenly everyone, like a, a psychoanalysis is mainstream. But then yeah. uh, Krugman tries to understand uh, uh, contemporary, um, like conservatism, and doesn't have the language for it be uh, because I would argue psychoanalysis is not mainstream. And I, I think what he's what he's trying to find is like, like what, we're, what we're talking about here, what Lacan talks about in, in, in this is that, like, um, and, and, I, and I think this is one of the, the one of the things that we should probably do an episode on this uh, at some point, but um, when uh, psychoanalysis gets the boot in the nineties uh, and one of the, uh, the crest of a wave is uh, of course, post theory, which is about film theory, but it's also the crest of the wave of an idea. What David, uh, David Boardwell and Noel Carroll with their understanding of psychoanalysis that is that like, well, it's about very, uh, particular um, problems, like like very very specific, utterly non normative. It's about a singer who can't sing anymore, and there's no physical reason why. That's where psychoanalysis is useful in these like incredibly small, utterly particular right. problems. That's that's where psychoanalysis can come in when there's no other evidence based, data based uh, uh, method of, of of explaining the phenomenon and what. I think is so I, I would say powerful in this, in this seminar, especially reading it in 2022 is you just have the sense. Yes. A lot of what he's, he's talking about is he's doing a reading of the Schreiber, uh, well, Freud's reading of Schreiber. Right. But, yeah. and also, and he's also talking about what to do in the clinic. And he's also talking about, uh, treatment, but you just, because he's talking about modern subjectivity, as, as you've said, like you get the sense that like, it's just so much larger than what happens in, in the clinic and that it, it is it, like these, these phenomena that psychoanalysis has a unique way of identifying and talking about. It's not, it's, it's not as, uh, exceptional as Boardwell or Carol would want you to think. And, and it, it what you, the, the thing is, is that like, it, there, what 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 Boardwell and Carroll and I I am sorry to like to I keep coming back to them but like a, a lot of people want to I, I think have this thing is that uh, I would I would kind of charge them with trying to make normality a thing right when it's right. not when it's not like like right. and and right. I mean Freud has this great line in uh, psychoanalysis terminable and interminable that normality is an ideal fiction and like when you understand that uh, and you understand like that the non-normative is so much more dominant than anything that you might consider to be like normative, like the, I don't know, nuclear family and like, the, the, like that kind of way of, of like the, like the 1950s TV thing, like, like, like that in, in the United States, when you understand that that's actually the exception, then suddenly 
psychoanalysis is in the, I would argue is in the position of understanding the mainstream far more than any way of thinking that would, uh, try to, uh, try to insist on like, uh, data or, or, or quote, quote data, quote, quote, unquote, evidence, quote, unquote, team ways of, uh, of understanding, uh, the world. Like it, it, it just has a, a far greater purchase than, on this, like this absolute exception. And, and what it does is it, it takes the exception to understand something that is truly uh, pervasive and universal in humanity as such. And I, and that's sometimes an uncomfortably large sort of claim, I think, especially in 2022, but it's, it's like this kind of, it's this kind of thinking where you can read. And I, I just do think it's really interesting to read something like that, that Krugman article from the other day. And you're like, there is a glue that is missing here that like he is searching for a way to understand the, the contemporary moment. And he just, he doesn't have it. So all he can go to is uh, the particular, it's like, Oh, well, Fox news does this. And like, and Trump does this. And that like, these things have been inflamed and it's like, and, and when you, when you miss, when you miss the, the, the glue of the, of, of the psyche. And when you start from the position that, these things are deviations from a norm when you think that like a norm is something that you can constitute. Uh, and that's, that's a perspective that you start your intellection from. Of course you're going to miss, like you're, you're not going to see anything at all. And I, and, and I think that it, that, you know, what is like so important. Um, I almost think it's a shame that, that the title of the seminar is translated as the psychoses because it does almost sound like it's, he's going to identify like, there's this kind of psychosis and this well, kind of psychosis. I, that is actually, a, it's an interesting point, right? Because there's a, he, he makes like one or two mentions of schizophrenia. So he does acknowledge yeah. that there are two forms of psychosis, but mm-hmm. then it's, it's basically about Schraber and paranoia the entire time, right? Like, yeah, like, yeah. like, like there is this, it's funny that he didn't. And I, you know, I wonder about that. Like, like why he didn't think because I think there, it's interesting because there, it's it's certainly true that paranoia is absolutely rampant today. Mm-hmm. But I think you could also make the claim that it's a very schizophrenic time as well, right? Like mm-hmm. I think you know that's clearly every Delizian that's used yeah. to listen to this podcast with, <laughs> with, or listened for one or two episodes and then was like, "What the hell am I doing?" Um, they would certainly think that, right? So mm-hmm. I think that there is, it, it, it's not to me totally clear that it's that psycho that that one form of psychosis is more dominant than the other. Just I think the same thing is true about neurosis. Like I think you can see instances of obsession rampant today, mm-hmm. and then but you can also see wild instances of hysteria. So I don't I don't mm-hmm. think it's I think in both cases. It's not like one is more dominant, but the, this seminar is a seminar in paranoia. I mean, that mm-hmm. I don't. I think it's. I think. I. I. I do think that Lacan would say schizophrenia is also a verfung or a foreclosure mm-hmm. of the master signifier. I think he would say that, mm-hmm. or the paternal signifier. But, but he he doesn't show that. He doesn't ever try to demonstrate it because he's mm-hmm. so uh, beholden to Freud's text, right? Like he's still. He's still in this period, which lasts up until, I don't know, seminar eight, probably seminar seven. Like he's still beholden to the Freudian 
text and and and, mm-hmm. and he's, he's just doing some explication of Freud. So I think that's why he doesn't dwell on on schizophrenia. But you, I I, I think a lot of I think you could call the seminar the paranoia seminar, and mm-hmm. I think. But I also think what he says about the master signifier, the paternal signifier, you could also say holds for schizophrenia. So I'm not sure that mm-hmm. I think he really is talking about psychosis as a global phenomenon. And he's describing it in, as such in general, right? And I, and I think yeah. like some of the things you said I think are really important that there's no, like one of the things that Freud does is to break down the barrier between just like you were saying, between normalcy and neurosis. That's why a lot of people, I I have taken up this way of speaking, but I didn't invent it. People say a normal neurotic, just like like a slash Mm -hmm. between them, but just as if they're, they're, because you can't make the distinction clearly. Mm -hmm. What Lacan does, and I don't think this, I think I'm stealing this from someone, I can't remember who, but I think what Lacan does is say, well, wait a minute, you also can't make such a clear break between the normal subject and the psychotic. Because that's mm-hmm. what that whole mm-hmm. thing about modern subjectivity is all about, saying this whole conception of freedom that you have is kind of a psychotic conception. And like what Krugman, like what he points out is there's not any sense of civic duty, but he doesn't say mm-hmm. there's a failure to recognize that we're already, we come into the s- symbolic structure as part of a collective and mm-hmm. we're yeah. not first yes. isolated individuals, isolated monads that then have to have a duty to the the the, the society because first we're already born in, as through that collective through the signifier. So, to me, I think in a certain way his liberalism bespeaks the kind of what Malaire would call ordinary psychosis that Lacan yeah. is describing when he's talking about modern subjectivity. Right? Like that's mm-hmm. like even though. In a certain way, I agree totally with the article. In another way, I'm like, well, this article is itself the problem. Right? Yeah. Like, like no, if this guy is on our side, saying what I want to have said, if he says it in this way, he's already given away too much from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's great. I think that's great. And like, I mean, the the point that I mean, I I tend to, uh, I think you and I both. This is like our position is that like the from from the Freud who writes group psychology to then uh, of, of course more toward the end like civilization and discontents that like what uh, what is really important and I and I think it's this is uh, a, a, a thing that undergirds his uh, Lacan's investigation in in, uh, in this seminar seminar three is that it's actually the tension of that we're social first that's the that's that is a a primary yeah. primary problem is that like the the i when you learn the i there's always there's you there was all always already some debt to an outside to a social to some group uh that is that is bigger than you and and like it's either either the family unit or like no matter how no matter how anybody grew up there's always it's always something just outside of themselves that you have well, even if you have a name right or if you have words yeah. that you can use like all that stuff like like there like did you invent that like i lo- you know this elizabeth yeah, warren yeah. she's also liberal of course but elizabeth warren like you didn't build that right like i want to say like okay did you are you did you invent all those words you're using or you got them yeah. from somebody right like that's the yeah. 
that's the whole thing. I think that's mm-hmm. the whole thing, and that's the that seems to me to be one of the crucial ways in which psychoanalysis is on the side of political emanci- leftist political emancipation, right? Like it's insisting mm-hmm. on that primacy of the collective in a yeah. way that I don't know. Even you know that's the that it seems to me like a lot of leftists. Uh, left-leaning people that I know today still want to say, like anarchism, for instance, like that insist mm-hmm. that that's an insistence on the first. What's first and primary is the is individual subjectivity, not the mm-hmm. collective bond, right? And so I think mm-hmm. that's to me that's one of the great insights of psychoanalysis that Lacan underlines in this seminar again and again and again. Yeah, I, he says it. I mean, this is why, like, uh, again, like other other names for for the seminar could be like it really could be like the signifier. Like, really could right. like you could. It really could that, be right. Yeah, right. That, that, this could be it because I don't know that he's ever more. Um, I don't know, ever more consistent or more or more clear about it. But he just, I, I don't know if this is uh, again me pulling from specifically the quilting point lecture, or if it's elsewhere in the uh, in the. I was about to say book because that's how it appears, but elsewhere in the right. seminar. Um, where he says that like this, the signifier just at all, just as you were saying, like to, to say anything means like it implies like a social and an outside like that, like that's it. And that's, and that's why, that's why for, for him is, is this like, this is why it's, it's, I don't think this happens so much anymore. Although I, I do still sometimes see this, like people very quickly like refer to, Lacan is a structural linguist and psychoanalyst. I feel like I still see that yeah. so, uh, in, in yeah. some places, but th- this is why that, that idea is right. Very the seminar wrong. feeds that idea really. Does well, it? Yeah. Or you think it's wrong, well, but I know, I mean, no, I, because, I agree that it's wrong, but th- doesn't this seminar f- in a certain way feed that idea? Maybe. Yeah. I, I could see. Well, yeah. I, well, I, why, I think, go on, follow your thoughts. Sorry for interrupting. Okay. No, but. it's okay. Well, no, just because what he, um, what he emphasizes specifically, like when he does reference Sashur, is that like Sashur em- emphasizes something that he takes to be concrete for which there is a, like a, a, a break that cannot be mediated within the system that Sashur invents. Right. In, right. Invents. right. And that, right. and that's where, like, that's where, he finds like psychoanalysis and eventually where he finds like quilting point being this like incredibly important thing that Sushra doesn't have in his system. No, I, so yeah, I totally agree with that. I was just saying like, he's developing his own sense, like understand, like theory of the signifier and theory of language, right? Like that in this seminar. And I think more in, I almost think more in this seminar than any other, like there's this stuff, like it's right in the middle where he, this is on 167 in the, Mm-hmm. in the English translation, 188, and the French. Um, he says, insofar as it forms part of language, the signifier, I love this, the signifier is a mm-hmm. sign which refers to another sign, which is as such structure to signify the absence of another sign. In other words, to be opposed to it in a couple. And then he says later on, he says, language begins at the opposition day and night. So mm-hmm. first of all, it's signifier is the is the sign of an absence i the, mm-hmm. i love that idea that that a sign <laughs> yeah. refers to a presence and a sig, you know he has that other definition of signifier that we talked about before that a signifier uh signifies what is it you tell me the signifier oh the, represents the subject subject for another, for signifier. another signifier right mm-hmm. um but but here he has a different definition. Here he, that definition comes later. Here he says signifier is a sign that refers to another sign rather than to something that's present. So it's and right. it's structured to signify the absence 
of this other sign. And I think that's pretty great. Like that, that he's, that signifying signifiers are structured through their, these oppositions, but it's always through what's not there that we understand what's there. And I think that's really pretty great as a way of distinguishing signifier and sign and the whole, and and language as a system. Well, so, uh, I'm going to say one thing, and then I want to go back to this. Uh, also, 167, every analytic phenomenon, every phenomenon that comes from the analytic field, from the analytic discovery, from what we are dealing with in symptoms and neurosis, is structured like a language. Yeah. And this is also, he says earlier, doesn't he say the unconscious is a language? Is a He's language, an, right? Yeah. I know, I know. He, and then later, remember when we did that episode well, on the unconscious structured like a language, he does, he says... In, in, I think, what is it, in Seminar 22 or something, he's like, you know, I never say the unconscious is language. I always say structured like a language. And if you look yeah. real, like, well, sorry, you actually did say that. So it's, it's in, funny because I, there, don't you so, think there are a lot of, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, you no, know, in 20, he says, never said structured by. That's yeah, the, right, the, he says right. that. Okay, yeah. so anyway, I, I slightly misremember. But no, 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 there's right. all these times where you see this development, right? Like here he says, he's talking about master-slave dialectic, and he says, you know, the master steals the slave's enjoyment. And then in seminar 16, from another to the other, he's, he says, the master takes the slave's freedom but leaves the slave its enjoyment. So it's like, you know, there's he like... Changes. He changes his mind, which is, of course, his prerogative, but it does... It sort of complicates the effort to see Lacan's thought as one homogenous entity, right? Like I don't, I, I just think that yeah. misses. Don't you think? Well, I mean, just like Freud, I think that that misses the the work. You know, yeah. Like if yeah. if if Freud's thing was all, if it was all one, if it was all one thought, there wouldn't be any footnotes. You know, right? Like I mean, that's just such right. a basic point, but like, yeah, it's, no, it's true. It's, it's true. It's it's really. I just think that like you know. There's a development, and it and some things stay the same, and some things change. Something that it, it's it's really interesting what he says about the the signifier that what the line that you um, identified about yeah like the signifier is getting at an absence. I think that becomes it's interesting that he he has that in this seminar where he is starting to understand that he needs to define the real differently, and right. here the uh, the real is not yet what it will become right it it it, right. it is not yet this impossible hole in the symbolic right uh, let's be very it, clear about that because i think yeah don't you think a lot of this is again this development of his thought i think a lot of people think real is the failure point of impossibility in the symbolic that's mm-hmm. just it no in the first six seminars i think mm. certainly the first 3 the real is just reality. There's no difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's no difference, right? I, I think you're you you firmly think that, right? Yeah, I do firmly think. I mean, we said that in the previous the previous two. Like he just like it, because for him, uh, he does, and this is this is kind of why he. I mean, I said it earlier on page forty four. Reality is not synonymous with external reality, but even there is a problem. Like so, like when he so when he does make. Real in reality, he has it not synonymous with external reality. But then I don't don't you think that there's a problem there where where it's like that there is some there's just too too much there's too much of a like a almost like a material objectivity to it that I I think is in conflict with the work that he's actually doing and 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 the idea like it doesn't 
like to say that the psychotic denies reality um, is a contemporary way of putting things like that yeah. would be a very common sense, plain yeah. way of, of, of yeah. saying things like that. Like that's like, what would you say about the, these, the like uh, Trump, Trump didn't Trump just say that the insurrection was a hoax. Yeah. The, like, like just the other day, like, because of course he did. Uh, it's and 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 that's that's what you see is that like oh the the right is creating a fake reality and that everyone is investing in and like that would be if you were going to import this language into a co- uh, common conversation about uh, about politics is that's what that's what you would say is that like the that ah they're psychotics because they're denying reality and I think it, it might be better put. Uh, is that they're psychotics because they're denying the symbolic and, right, and that right. I, that is, is the, that is, I think more consistent through this. And this is why like the, the um, I'll try to find some, some, cho- some choice lines to, uh, to kind of back up this, this thing that we're, we're saying here because it's, it's, it's just, it's fine. He has to, he, you know, he has to, he has to think through these ideas. I mean, like the imaginary changes from the, First time that he does, uh, I mean, like, what is it in the thirties that he he first uh, does mirror stage at a yeah thirty five, yeah thirty five yeah. yeah I mean, like, and that changes and it, it it changes in other in other seminars, um, but like it I, I think if you if you insist on the like he's doing the same thing throughout I I don't know like um, yeah and and then do, doesn't that mean though that you have to say like either you can do this which I think is fine, this kind of hodgepodge, like I'll take this idea from that era and this idea from Mm. that era and make them together, put them together into my own kind of thinking and, you know, reject certain things. Or you have to say, well, I'm, the Lacan for me is the Lacan from this period to this period, right? Like Mm -hmm. the rest, I just, like whatever. Or I'm, you know, I think you have to do one of those two things. Like I don't think you can just... Like say I accept it all. Well, because no, certain things are at odds with each other, so you can't accept mm-hmm. it all. So you have to mm-hmm. you can you can pick and choose. I think that's fine, or you can say like it's this part that's the most valuable for me. And I think those. Can, can yeah. I introduce a third? Yeah, go ahead. Give me a third. Yeah, the third is that you you I think, um, and I I would argue this is what this is this is actually the side that that you and I are both on. I would because I, I think you think you're the second one, but I'm gonna say. I'm going to posit that actually it's the, you, you pick the, um, the development and the method of development that like, like the, the, how the, I, I, I guess I would phrase it this way, the dialectical way that his thought changes. Like, I think yeah, that's but, the, that's, can you be like, you bo- bo- like beholden to, to that as like the more like the, the overriding structure rather than like, rather than picking and choosing or saying that this is kind of like the, the truth of it here. And it requires you to, uh, to dispense with other things. I think it's like the, 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 the arc of it, if you like. But I don't understand that. Can you explain okay. that to me? Because what I don't understand is, let's say, um, let's just take a notion, right? Like, sure. uh, take, let's take uh, jouissance, right? Like, so mm-hmm. Malaire identifies famously six paradigms of jouissance. And they're mm-hmm. just, they contradict each other. So, yeah, so right, right. what would your, so... My no, but I see claim. that's it. No, that's it right there. I think that I think to I think like you can I think what you what you laid out if and 
maybe 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 this is too maybe we're doing two different ways of saying the same thing so i apologize okay, for that okay, if okay. i've gotten us hung up on the thing okay. but like it's it's picking that this is the this is the truth of it or pick or just or being like that that dispenses with the uh the things that conflict or um just actually not even thinking about the the conflictual thing and just like grabbing like lines like throughout which is i think part of the reason why one can even do that is because of the way that these were published like right for sure for sure yeah you know because it comes out in this piecemeal fashion yeah uh sorry but then i think the third way is picking the contradiction that's what i that's what I think. Okay, interesting. Okay. Yeah. So that's, I, what, I, that's what I was trying uh, to say when yeah. I said Doesn't, doesn't Slavoy say about the Matrix, like, I, I want a third pill? So you're, yeah, you're, you're yeah, giving yeah. us a third pill. That's, that's, that's what I was trying okay. to, yeah, that's I'm, I'm yeah. trying trying to pause it. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Yeah. You know, so I think, like, the, you know, what's, I mean, another thing that he contradicts is, like, here he's, toward the end, he's like, all language implies a meta-language. What? <laughs> that's a, Wait that's a, a minute. There is no meta language. So, so that's just interesting too. So just another one of these cases. But I think the other thing that he, that I find really, really helpful that he's getting to for thinking about psychosis, where he has this great line where he says, nothing in the symbolic, nothing explains creation. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. so then what you get is the role of the father or the role of the paternal signifier is to explain cre- explain this inexplicable this thing that can't mm-hmm. be explained right like and then that that one signifier that ex- that explains what can't be explained because it just says this is it uh that then orients the whole rest of of the signifying structure precisely because it's the point at which the new it allows the new to come in. It allows for this mm-hmm. process of creation. My favorite line about this is: this is in the in the section, uh, the signifier being the highway and the signifier being a father. He says the signifier being a father is what creates a highway in sexual relations with the woman. If the highway doesn't exist, one finds oneself faced with a number of elementary minor paths, copulation, and then mm-hmm. the woman's pregnancy. So it's mm-hmm. like what he's getting at is how does that creation get like that high what he calls highway it 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 allows us to understand creation and then simultaneously creates a a thing that allows us to get our bearings right like we mm-hmm. like i don't know we i live near a i89 and i mm-hmm. like that's the major highway and so people are like oh it's just south on i89 or it's it's to the west you know like that orients the way people think and if you're mm-hmm. and and the Vermont has basically two highways. So if you're if you're yeah. far from that highway, you're like, wait a minute, it's really and before iPhones, you it was hard to get oriented, like because you mm-hmm. had to take all these little roads and I think that's one of uh, what Lacan calls a number of elementary minor paths, right? So yeah. I think that what's interesting is explaining the new or explaining the inexplicable new is tie is what orients us because it doesn't it doesn't. It's it's what it's it's the inexplicability of the the terrain, right? Like all mm-hmm. of a sudden, the terrain, the inexplicability is all confined into that one signifier, and mm-hmm. that then allows the rest of the terrain to be meaningful. I think that's, to me, I think it really comes together in that. You know, he's a little parsimonious with his big insights in this seminar. Mm-hmm. 
And mm-hmm. I think, you know, like what, what the real point is, but I think that's one of those points where that's one of those times where he's like really, he get, he comes out with it, but it's only in a sentence or two. Mm, yeah. I, uh, three things. All right. Yeah. Three, three, three important things. I also like what I never heard anyone say this until I moved to Vermont. Uh, you can't get there from here. <laughs> I, I never heard anyone. Say, I'm sure people say that elsewhere in the country, but I, uh, yeah. but I'd never, I'd never heard that before, but it's, that I think exact only phenomenon. people that like REM say that though. Right? <laughs> that, that's the thing. That's nice. Very, very nice. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. Can't get that from here. I don't know. I think that, 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 uh, also works into your to your uh, your, your highway example. Like, yeah, yeah, also, for sure. Like, I mean, that's the, a real the fixity of the signifier, like it, or like this attempt to 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 right. to um to to have this this point. I mean, this is your 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 how you're um, re- uh, representing Lacan. You have to have this point from which to uh, like to 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 move forward. And I mean, that's like the you can't get there from here. There's yeah. this like yeah. you're identifying some point, and then anyway, yeah, yeah. Uh, second thing, okay. In the imaginary and real orders, we always have more or less a threshold, a margin, continuity. In the symbolic order, every element has value through being opposed to another. Now, right, right. That that definition of the symbolic order is very, very close to just what he's saying about the signifier as such. Yeah. Uh, sorry, that's on page nine, by the way. That's very early in the in the seminar, um, but. Uh, and so I think that's helpful for the, uh, the idea that you were laying out, um, is, um, and I also just going back to the previous thing about being attendant to the contradiction. I think what we worked out in this podcast about like the two, like the conflictual ways of thinking about the big other is I think like, that's like, that's how you get at the, that's, 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 that's the way that that we get at the idea of Lacan is that like, you know, the, for, for him, he says there is no big other. That's like the important thing. And then, but he also says for the psychotic, that there is no big other, like it's a problem. And you work out like that the issue is when and in what state you come to that insight, uh, as the, uh, as, as the thing. And, um, in, because in psychosis, uh, it's just there, there's just the big other is a little other. And it's, and, and also, I mean, I think that he, that's the key thing. Right. That's the key idea. Yeah. Yeah. The key key idea. idea. And, yeah. and another parsimonious bit of wisdom, right? Like in the, in the seminar, but it's the, he does talk about this, that for, um, for the psychotic, the, the delusion is sustained, um, internally by the, like, um, so, okay. After, after I stopped the traumatic brain injury and my, my thing, as I've mentioned this before, uh, the, um, and I thought that I was dead, which he, he kind of references this in, he um, does reference that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he does in uh, in two in seminar two, and I think it's one of the like it's because uh, I only learned of this thing because I saw the film Synecdoche, New York, which I have I've often been. It's been a request that we talk about it, and I am protecting other people because I know you really detest. Oh that my film. god! So yeah. <laughs> that is not going to be the lesson today, my friend. <laughs> so I so anyway, it, when I when I was younger, it was very important to me. I haven't watched it in a long time, but uh, so but in that film, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman plays a character by the name of Caden Cotard, and the reason is so is this is the little thing that um, uh, Charlie Kaufman's doing is that um, uh, Cotard delusion is one of the things that uh, it's on. Uh, where do I have this? He calls it syndrome. It's on 238 of seminar two. Um, but it's where you, it's when you think you're, what happened to me? When you think you're dead uh, right. and, and, right. and everything. So 
what's um what was what kind of um sustained me is like I was able to find these these little things, Todd. I don't know if I mentioned this to you. Like so my dad had to take me, I had to go to a ear, nose, and throat uh doctor afterwards okay. because of where because of the nature of the injury. And okay. I had like uh this is gross, so I apologize, but I, I had so much it took weeks for them to actually clean my left ear. So I thought I was deaf, like almost completely deaf. Oh, because you had ear. so much gunk in there. It was blood. just so it was just so much blood. Like that blood, way. Yeah. yeah. And it was an awful like anyway. Yeah. Uh so um so that happened and then I had to go to assess what the damage was and I do I do have um I do, I do have hearing loss in my in my left ear but that none of that matters because here was the thing you know what the name of this doctor was in Providence I think his name was Dr. Duff. Wow. You know what you know what Duff is Todd? I Duff. do know what a Duff is. Yeah. Duff is Duff is beer. Duff from the oh. Simpsons. Oh, I and did I not love know the that. Simpson. Todd see well see that's because you know I'm in an actual uh, world where there are things that I don't create. But when I thought I was dead, I thought I was making it up. So of course this, doc- cause everything was scary to me. I thought that I named this doctor, Dr. Duff. So oh, I could wow. be comfortable going there to see gotcha. him because Simpsons means a lot to me. It's I comforting. See. So I this, gotcha. this very, very scary. So I was making, I, so that was again. So Duff and is not were- the designated ugly no, 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 that, no, that's very funny. That came out later. That came out when I was. That's right. It did. It came out much later. That's true. much later. Yeah. That's um, true. So that was, so that, and um, so Lacan kind of talks about this is that like, this is what happens in psychosis to like kind of sustain the delusion is that is uh, like, I like I, the only, like the only person that I could trust about this was like, was myself. And I, and I was just like kind of convincing myself like back and forth, like, yep, see, that's it. It's like, you, you knew this. And it was also like, I, I think I said this on Neil Gorman's podcast. Like part of the thing was I, I didn't tell, I didn't tell my parents. I never, cause I, cause I think I've said this before that like, I thought if I mentioned it to an authority figure like parents, then the whole world would fall apart and I would really die. Um, and, but I mentioned it to my friends. And the thing is, is that like, nobody ever like said anything to anybody about it because when you're 19 years old and you suffer traumatic brain injury and you're in the hospital for a month and you're in a coma and you tell everyone that you think you're really dead, it's the deepest shit anyone has ever heard at 19 years old. So nobody thinks it's a, like it's a problem. And, uh, and to, to, I don't know, like maybe it would have been like, right. This would be the, uh, the, the malarian thing. Maybe it would have become a triggered psychosis instead of an ordinary one, had I, had I gone, I don't know, I don't know. But, um, uh, but the way that it played out was just that like, you know, I, what I had to, you know what I, I, (laughs) you know what I, I I just, I vividly remember saying this to myself at one point. And again, as I say, like, I think part of it was because I was like injured and my brain was healing. And maybe that was a thing is that I had to say to myself, you're not that important. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) That was, and I remember that, like, like, why are you so important that you're making the entire world? And it was like I had to accept that, uh, and and that and like you know, like how you you're not you're not so smart <laughs> that you're making up fake movies, right? Because movies came out, new books were coming out, right? And 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 for right. me to sustain that delusion, it means I was the one that was creating all of those things, also, right. and I just like you're not that great. <laughs> you're, you're not, you're not so, you're not so great that you could be doing that. Like that's like capital G great. Right. Like that's like, it's right. not, it's right. not possible. And, and I, and that, 
Um, so that was the thing that kind of like that, that sort of broke it for, for me. Uh, and I, I'm, Oh, I swear to God, I had like something in, in, in the seminar that I thought was, uh, that spoke a little bit to that, but I, I, um, I think maybe what you could say is just like that. Um, I don't know. And that process was a restoration of, of, uh, of, of the big other, or really just like, just like a capital O other outside. Well, it is interesting, isn't it? That you were, when you were naming things like the Duff thing, when you were naming separately, Mm -hmm. you were really doing exactly what Lacan says, right? Like you were, you were treating the big other as just, your own uh, yeah. little, you, you took, you yeah. had an imaginary relationship to it. So that's yes. really interesting, I think, right? Like that mm. seems to me to, to really be part of what he's, what he's talking about. That seems to make a lot of sense. Yeah. 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 I think that's, yeah. that fits, that fits. Um, definitely. And it's, uh, yeah, it's just a wild experience. Like even like to like, uh, just to like to, to, to recall it. It's just like, I, I don't know. It's hard to, it's hard to explain, but it's just like, uh, I don't know. There, it, I also had like such a hard time. I mean, it took me years to, for my circadian rhythm to be normative. Huh. So I like, I was always like, I was just up very, very late. And it was just like, I remember just be, you still very, kind very, of are, aren't you? I still kind of am. Yeah. It's still hard yeah. uh, for me yeah. to, to, to sleep at like a rate. Yeah. You're saying that cause we always have to do, we got to do the podcast know, later today in the East coast <laughs> that you would prefer. Um, <laughs> right. so right. yeah, right. but it was just like, it was just those things like in those days, like it's just late at night. It was really still, nothing was going on. All the doors are closed. My parents, my sister, like they're asleep. And I was just like, I am the only person anywhere right now like ever like like that those are just the things that uh that would that would play on uh on my mind and uh so yeah although actually now that i'm recalling this one i did mention this to one friend of mine uh and she was someone who sent me this oliver Sacks stuff i think he he did something with oh yeah yeah that is true yeah yeah. yeah. So uh, now that I think about it, I think one uh, why, I had one friend, one friend who who didn't just take it as like uh, as the again the deepest shit anyone ever heard, uh, and and was, <laughs> thought I had a problem that uh, <laughs> that I maybe needed some help with, and I wasn't getting help elsewhere. Um, so uh, since I'm feeling vulnerable, I'm going to change the subject. The to go back to the previous topic about like uh, changes in the real, and I do think that it. it um, uh, does relate a little bit to, to my story and like working through a little bit of the psychosis. What, um, Lacan says early, he says in, in, uh, two different ways early, early, early on is, uh, whatever is, uh, refused in the symbolic order, uh, reemerges in the real or in your translation reappears in the real. Uh, and let me that, just be clear. I did. T- I, I, th- that is more accurate, but this is an amazing translation by Russell Grigg. So I'm not trying oh, to yeah. show him up at all with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one no, little point it, where, yeah. Okay, one yeah. little point. Well, it's, yeah. it is interesting, the difference. And I think this is, you know, worth talking about like, uh, th- that to say reemerge, I think gives the, uh, the refused symbolic content agency. I would say. Right. Whereas right. reappears is more, uh, I don't know, I think more latent, which I think that fits more with what the real will become. Will uh, become, right, right. I, it, is, it is interesting, right? Because 
he means here, right? Like that you really, it's like you refuse it in the symbolic, then you you refuse the symbolic voice. You really hear voices. Yeah. So that's what yeah. he means by real. So it's it's mm-hmm. it is a the subject speaks to like, himself with his ego. He says on the right, next page. Right. Yeah, yeah. So it's a kind of a it's still part of this immature. It's funny because people cite that line all the time, and I think they think that it means real in the sense that it will what real will come to mean. But that's mm-hmm. not what Lacan means when he says it. So no, it's, it's, it's a, very, cl- it's very, it like it's crucial to how he's talking about psychosis, you know, right, and and right, and, and, right. and so if you, I mean, if you quote it that way, that means that like, I think that means that you think that there is a an intimate tie between real and psychosis that is really not sustained by Lacan throughout the rest of his career. Right, right. I mean, he never basically talks about psychosis again yeah. in the seminars. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah, it's a good. That's a good, like, good final point, I think. The question is, though, what mm. could be the lesson, Ryan? I don't know. <laughs> could be the lesson. Well, um, I think I am going to try to remember to send you the Krugman thing. So I would say read Krugman, that, that article. No, but the read, problem is that... But, but it's got to be a film, of course. The New York Times is behind a paywall, too. That's a great so I can point. put that on the thing, and then people yeah. people will be, can't even watch. You know, the, you, know s- you, can, you know you can hit... The uh, you know, you can hit the reader view on your phone, and you can it bypasses the paywall on some websites. Do you know this? One I'm talking really? about really. I did not know that. No, I don't want to no. describe it any more than that because it's bad radio to for me to try to explain how uh, yes. a smartphone works to another person or, to, uh, or yeah. So we're not. But that is one way around it. But you're right. That okay. is behind a paywall. So there has to be. So there has to be another. Uh, I, I another what lesson. I was. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I what think that the yeah. Well, I guess I mean, <laughs> my 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 lesson is to watch uh, the David Cronenberg film. Oh, uh, yeah, I know. Almost any David Cronenberg <laughs> film would work. <laughs> yes, but my ear, my I was thinking the David Cronenberg film Scanners because I think oh, yeah, in a way, nice. Scanners is about people who function psychotically by they they have they have this. I mean, they have a real ability to to like make people's heads explode, but they but it's it's through it's it's a it's, and most of his films are about this a bypassing of language in scanners. Mm. I think so. It's a very gross film, so you know, like like most of his films. But I think you could almost choose any David Cronenberg film. But I, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Scanners for that's, for the lesson today because it's it's a pretty good one. It's not you know I like I, you know. I kind of like these later ones, like like Existence or or uh, mm. the one with Naomi Watts. I've forgotten what it is, like uh, Eastern Promises. Mm. Like I, I kind of a history or what's the one where that it's kind of like playing on Blue Velvet, uh, uh, History of Violence. Or violence. Something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. With, uh, is that with right? Am I right about that? Yeah. 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 I. Yeah. You know, I think I think I'm gonna and I'm gonna give a bonus Cronenberg because I think there that it could be argued the. Um, uh, Videodrome is yeah. what if the the quilting point was literalized? Yeah, what, yeah, the, yeah. That's a good horror. one. Videodrome. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Although yeah. we should have saved that for the quilting. I, well, point. that's what I'm saying. I'm, 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 I'm putting it. I'm, I'm putting it as the 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 pre lesson for the next. Episode. Oh, okay. So we already. So that's going to be a real letdown at the end of that episode well because this is my favorite part is to come up with what the lesson is that's okay that's okay yeah i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) all right over it out gotta love disappointment todd i know i do i love it so i'm prepared to be disappointed tonight (laughs) vehemently oh oh oh. 
Oh, Celtics don't let us down. Okay. Over okay. and out, Todd. Over and out, Ryan. <laughs>